Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, our host. road we embark on many journeys. Some begin with great fanfare, some we enter with fear and trepidation, some we stumble into, some of us travel light, some fetch halting loads. Some of us know where we are going, some wander, some ponder, some search. Some take the traveled roads, some cut new tracks, and many walk in circles. We know when we have come to the end of our journey, just like we know when we have come to the end of an era. Very little is left to the imagination, and nothing is new, just repetition. We either change or rot. We're back. <laughs> I hope you'll join us as we meet up with some fascinating people doing some very interesting things as we look into some intriguing questions and play our fun games. Live to live from sunny Dallas, I'm your host, Neville D'Angelo, author of A Sound Bite Life, Till It Sets a Time to Begin Again, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and all the wonderful books uh, for you to enjoy. We're out in the open today, and today we're talking lists. We all have lists, or we encounter them, shopping lists, Christmas list, pocket list, laundry list, don't call list. Some of us have it or we're on it. We want off it. So today's question is, so what's on your list? Raul, are you on? Yes, I'm on. Oh, good, good. Uh, and I think I probably have Alexis. Alexis, are you on? Yes. Uh, th- thank you. Um, well, I was I was hoping to start with uh, uh, Benjamin. Benjamin actually is in the middle of a, a volleyball game, and uh, we wanted him to stay alive, so he was going to come straight off the court and, and join us. So I'll give him a chance to to, to come on board. Uh, let me play a clip. Raul Gomez in a soundbite life.
When she fell to the floor and crawled up against the wall and covered her ears, only one thought was on her mind. The name, Martin, Martin Pirelli. She was in her fourth semester at Columbia when Martin rolled, literally, into her life. Regina was in France. She was answering Regina's email when she first heard Martin's voice. Miss Pina? She turned, and there he was. Miss Pina May Montague, he said. Descendant of the Earl of Castries, born in Katharina, scuttled away from the homeland at the age of three, well guarded by her valiant mother, and now set free. This greeting would have been far more frightening had it not been uttered so boldly from a face so angelic. In truth, it was a smile that was wickedly angelic. His face, actually, was the perfect mixture of rough, ruddy, and randy. And his angular torso was much like that of the plumber in every desperate housewife's fantasy. But the thing that most stopped Pina from running away or slapping him was this. He was in a wheelchair. Further, he dared to extend his hand ever so graciously. Miss Pina May, he said, as she involuntarily accepted his hand out of the pure manners in her. My name is Martin Pirelli. It is a distinct pleasure to be so close to you. I hope you feel the same thing, too. He kissed her hand. We'll meet again soon and very soon. Then he rolled his chair away. Unless, of course, you need me before then. He spun around to remark, in which case, Miss Pina, I'll just about crack the sun barrier to get back to you. Then he turned the corner, leaving her speechless and shaking. Yes, Martin Pirelli. That was a clip from a song like Life. A song like Life is a Matchbox mystery, uh, and it's going to lead off uh, uh, some of our mystery journey, along with Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and it'll set a time to begin again. Um, I don't know if Raul can hear me. Raul, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, good. I, I thought you'd got silent. Uh, <laughs> Raul, thanks so much for coming online. Um, uh, as, as I mentioned be- before, uh, throughout every week, throughout this journey, we're going to be meeting some very intriguing people. Uh, uh, Raul, of course, is one of them. I brought him on uh, because he was uh, very much a part of the soundbite life. Uh, can you introduce yourself to us, Raul? Hi, um, uh, I'm Raul, Raul Gomez. I'm from Colombia. I've been living here for like four years. And, um, and well, uh, I really like the uh, United States. So. Like it over here. Well, um, I, um, I love uh, playing soccer. And, well, I enjoy life every day. <laughs> good, good. Now, Raul speaks uh, four languages. Um, uh, can you tell us the four languages you speak, Raul? Yeah, Spanish, English, Portuguese, and German. That's, that's pretty cool. I'm going to do to you what uh, everybody. I'm sure it does. Um, uh, since you speak four languages, when you when you normally think, which one do you normally think it? 
Well, it depends. Uh, I'm speaking in English. Most of the time, I think in English, but when I'm just talking to myself, I think in Spanish all the time. Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you know, do you know what accounts uh, for your switch from one to the other, or, or is it just natural? Well, it's, it, I think it's natural. I just switches uh, by itself. I don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know my brain. Which, you know, <laughs> the brain just functions really that way. Yeah. And and when you're dreaming, what do you dream in? Most of the time in Spanish and in English. And very really? random being Portuguese, yeah. Yeah. Does it does it depend any uh, uh, on where you are? If you're you're mostly with English speaking folks, or if you're mostly with Spanish speaking folks, or just is it just random? Yeah, no, it depends uh, on the of the environment. When mm -hmm. I was in Germany, I used to dream in German sometimes. But you, but do you do you dream in German as well? Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. I used to. But... Uh, okay. Okay. Well, as you know, that today we're looking at lists, and uh, uh, so what's in your list, buddy? Well, my list is like my top ten hobbies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I love soccer, number one, and like a working out. I like to go to the movies. Um, I lo I love traveling. Um. I love uh, uh, watching TV. Um, okay, just just let, let me pause you for a while, and this is just for a, a double check. I made the I made the option of doing this outdoors today because it's a beautiful day here in Dallas, and and uh, I've got another caller who is uh, all the way in Las Vegas, so I'm going to ask her if she is. Can you hear us pretty good, Alexis? Yes. Can you hear oh, okay. me? Yeah, I can hear you very clear. I'm hearing you clearer than I'm hearing Raul, actually. That's why I stopped to, to ask. Um, but but go ahead. Could could you repeat that list, Raul? Yeah, I said um, I like to play soccer. Um, I love uh, working out, uh, going to the movies, traveling, and uh, and I love uh, what did I say? I forgot now. Uh, doing um, uh, outdoor sports. Ah, well, just let me go back. I know you're running through them quickly, but uh, with your, what kind of movies do you like? I like action movies. Action. Were your favorite? Yeah. Oh, my favorite is Gladiator. Gladiator. Ah, that's one of mine too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And and traveling. I know you've traveled extensively, but which is the most uh, fascinating place you've been to? Oh well, I really like a Luxembourg. Luxembourg was. I didn't hear that. Luxembourg, in Europe. Ah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a really nice place, and uh, and also Miami. It's it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when you travel, what what do you look for? Are you just uh, going for? Family fun or discovery? What is it like? No, I like fun. I like to go to historical places, and oh, sometimes I look for the nightlife, depending on the place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, let's go back to some of your acting. I know that you you um, you did that role for us as Martin Pirelli in a soundbite live, and. Uh, a song like Bite Life is a fascinating 
uh, uh, series in which we have uh, in in book one we have um, uh, Tina uh, trying to uh, to find her lost uh, lover and of course trying to win a billion dollar deal at the same time. I don't want to go over the story right now, but I just um, in terms of your acting. Before you did that role, you did do some commercials, did you? Yeah, yeah, I've done a, a few commercials back home, like two of them, and I did one mm-hmm. here in, uh, in Texas. Yeah. Have you have you done any more since? Oh, no, no, just uh, maybe a few pictures, but not uh, no commercials. Oh, okay. Why did you choose global business? Oh well, in the world is a uh, international business growing so fast. So I want to want to uh, help uh, people from one country to start business in other countries. So mm. the global economy. I mean, to help people, for example, if you want to help business in Latin America, or to be the bridge mm. to, to bring people to other countries. Right. Right. Cool. Well, as I mentioned before, uh, one of one of our other calls he hasn't called in yet uh, is Benjamin uh, Zuniga, who is uh, uh, was a fellow uh, volleyball captain with myself. He's still uh, uh, running a vo- of competitive volleyball group in Dallas, and they're actually playing right now. Uh, what he said he was going to do is just come off the court. And, and call in. He hasn't called in uh, yet. I hope that he's not uh, having a, a problem. I have his number. I could call him, but I'm trying not to, to do that. Hopefully, he he walks with the with the number. Come on, but uh, uh, Alexis is uh, uh, going to be on on one of our future shows. Uh, she uh, and her fan club is very much involved with the uh, the. Video, the TV series Supernatural. Uh, she's also uh, has a master's uh, uh, fashion is is part of her her deal. But I, I don't want you know I didn't want to necessarily go into that uh, now. I'm actually uh, trying to give Raul an so th- thanks so much Raul. All right, and we'll, we'll talk later. All right, yeah, thank right. you, thank you for your call and uh, it was an honor to be right, on the thank- show. Okay. All right, thank you so much. See you later. Thanks. Alright, see you later. Alright. Bye bye. Uh, uh I made a list about the uh the best uh Christmas decoration trends, the top ten Christmas decorations. Right. Because right. like yep. you were saying, I've always loved uh fashion and home home decorating and and so I'm looking forward to the Christmas season and getting to decorate the house, so I thought I'd talk about the trends. Is that okay? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Number 10, the front door is your first impression. Traditionally, wreaths are for the front door, and you can personalize them any way you want, make sure they're durable uh, ornaments so that they can upstand the weather if it's raining or snowing. Number nine, the staircase. Ribbons are for this year and holiday cards, hanging your own holiday cards on string up the the staircase. 
is a, a new trend, as well as photos, family photos, and Christmas photos. Uh, before you go to the garage, you to number, just before you go to number eight, let me ask: what what, what uh, guides these friends? Is it just how do we how do we come to these friends? Well, a lot of the information comes from you know online and what is, and also my own. I, I what I've been going to be doing for decorating this this year, but based off what trends other people are, are talking about, they're planning. Me and my friends, some of my friends, are, you know, gave me some suggestions of what they're going to do for decorating. So, but a lot of yeah, the information is is based on what what the fashion and 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 people are saying online about trends and and home yeah. interior design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But I, I I came up with the list myself because I wanted to have my own list. This is what I plan to do as well oh, okay. as yeah, some other you. people. Yeah. yeah. So the number eight is the garage. Uh, you know, it's nice to be able to clean out your garage, but even better to see uh, I saw lovely pictures of people putting up, decorating their entire garage in like a Santa's workshop theme or let it snow theme because – they want people. A lot of people don't get to actually come inside your home, but they can walk by the outside. And I remember, even as a child, you know, my dad used to take me out, and we would go look at the Christmas lights in the different neighborhoods. And so people come by and look at the different lights. And what people are doing now is keeping the garage door open. This, this, and they're going to decorate the whole inside of the garage so people can see, and the kids can come by and visit Santa, or, or just look at the decorations and the pretty lights that they're going to put up in the garage. Number seven, the fireplace. You want to make a big statement and keep it minimalized because that's the area that, you know, people are drawn to is the fireplace in your home. So if you have one, we have one at our house, uh, we're going to hang um, stockings, of course, and get decorative uh, hangers for the stockings that have different, you know, symbols or words that mean something personal to us like peace or Joy to the world, love, that kind of thing. Or you can do, you know, do flowers, lights, however you see it. But the fireplace is one. Number six, the kitchen. Um, having decorations. I'm placing them up on the cabinets with garland and, and decorative Christmas plates over the cabinets. People can see. And also gingerbread houses are always a popular classic, as well as um, food Food-scented candles. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you pretty good. Okay, the food-scented candles, like, you know, Thai or uh, gingerbread, those kinds of, you know, nice warm smells are good for the kitchen and and get people, you know, ready to eat for Christmas and Thanksgiving, actually. (laughs) Number five, office space. You want to keep it professional and organized, um, uh, people that I know they're decorating their offices or their classrooms, uh, they also use it as, a, as an opportunity to share their faith because, you know, you don't normally talk about religion at work. It's not considered appropriate, but you can, it, during Christmas time, decorate in a way that, you know, shares your faith with other people, however you see fit, whatever your faith may be. Also, mm-hmm. showing family photos, 
Christmas photos, holiday photos from previous years you can put up. It, it gives somebody, you know, a nice talking point in case a coworker or, you know, client or somebody or, you know, comes by, they can see and they know who you are and that you're willing to personalize and keep your, your office space clean and, and, and pretty. Number four, get the kids involved. It, a lot of... I work at a, at a lot of different schools, and most of the teachers during Christmas time, they have the kids decorate all kinds of ornaments, cards. If you have your own kids, you know, they can do that. And it's lovely to put that stuff up in your house because it makes, you know, it gives it that personalized, you know, charming feel to have something that was done by a, a young, you know, a child. And it makes them feel good so that you would be willing to put their decorations up in the house. However, you know, not just in their room, but somewhere where other people can see it and appreciate it. Uh, and then, of course, helping, to dec helping them to decorate their bedroom is a nice treat for kids because they can really get into it. I know I used to help my, my mom, you know, help me decorate when I was growing up. And uh, number three, go help decorate for a friend. Some people can't, don't have the time or the money to do it, you know, especially this year with the economy. My grandparents or older people who are too, you know, they're not healthy enough and, and don't feel the energy to decorate their own home. You can decorate for a friend or for a neighbor or for somebody who really just needs the cheering up but either for whatever reason can't, can't do it. You can bring some of your own decorations and, and, and do it for them. You know, obviously you have to ask and everything and get their permission. But Nice. It's a nice treat if you can, and and it's something you can do if you don't have a lot of money um, to actually go out and buy gifts. You can go over and just help them, even if they already have the stuff but just don't have the time to put it up. Do it for them and give your time. That's a nice, you know, Christmas present. Number two, of course, getting into fashion is decorate yourself, your wardrobe. This holiday, friends are animal prints and faux fur accents on your sleeves and and trims on on accessories and everything as also red shoes are going to be popular for women high heels red for the christmas season uh hats um are also coming coming back in some people are getting especially kids i've noticed a lot of the kids now are wearing these Animal hats, they look like like reindeer or moose or different, you know, different animals. And they're like uh, these long caps with strings hanging down, knit, knit caps that they can wear and stay, you know, warm in the rain or the snowy weather. But, you know, bring in a Christmassy feel to going, it. That's coming back, that's coming back in now? <laughs> That's what I was yeah, I've seen them in the stores all around here in Vegas, right. as well as it was online. They put it on the top for Christmas to get for kids' uh, clothing. Right. It was one on their list as well. And number one, of course, the, the, the classic, most traditional decorative thing of Christmas is the Christmas tree itself. And I plan to do several this year, and um, we'll be putting pictures up uh, on Facebook if you, but this year the trend is tabletop trees. So if you have tables in your home, putting you know small mini trees are all over. Walmart sells them, Target, all the different stores have them right now already. You know even before they had them as soon as Halloween came, all these tabletop trees and you can decorate it however you like. Mm -hmm. uh, I personally think it's fun to do different themes of things that are personal to you. Like I'm like my dad mentioned, supernatural. 
I plan to do a supernatural themed Christmas tree this year for my room, and uh, we're using rubber ducks and uh, a lot of the different the different things that the characters use on the show, things that remind me of the characters and pictures of the characters. And one of the trees, me and my friends who are sending me their Christmas cards from the show, I'm going to put the tree together and then mail it to the actors um, as a as a Christmas gift from all of us. So those are the kinds of things that are going on. Thank you, Alexis and Raul. I'll leave you with one more clip from Flight of the Fused Monkeys. We're on the journey. That day she was quite upset, and not paying attention, she slipped across the ice and fell hard. After that fall, she learned not only that he was inside her, but that she almost lost him. But my baby stayed, she always said. He didn't leave me. I figure it must be for a good reason. Some babies stay because they want to stay. Some babies stay because they have to stay. They don't know how to go away. My baby stayed, I believe, for a good reason. From the get-go, Baba was a feisty fellow. That's what the young holy man told me. Every good journey has a good purpose, the young holy man said. The destination is known. The good traveler has a map for the journey. The good traveler chooses a route, selects a means of transport, and makes provision for the duration of that journey. A journey without purpose is like a ship left to the shifting winds. The best part of every journey, even a journey left to the shifting winds, is the discovery. It is to ride the riddle, to capture the revelation, to learn to breathe more sweetly. Breathe deeply, the young holy man emphasized. Keep tossing the sands from your shoes and taking the view as you breathe. If you're enjoying the experience, you're probably on the right trail, so keep trekking. However, if you decide instead to take a ride, pray the host you've chosen don't fall and toss you aside. And if you don't know how to pray, hire an angel every day. See you next week. The question will be, who are you today?